We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Imagine, imagine your seatbelts in your car. Imagine it grew spikes overnight. So it's like every time you got in your car, you'd have to spend 45 minutes de-spiking your seatbelt. Mm -hmm. The fact that I get into an accident, the spike goes through my fucking heart and I die because I didn't de-spike my seatbelt. Uh, that's the that's the problem. It's not the fact that they can't make seatbelts that don't have spikes on them. Perfect. Metaphor. I was wondering Flawless. where we were going for a while there, and then it clicked. And uh, yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the bloggers things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam, and I'm. Forked. I'm forked. I'm uh, getting, God, man, Get man, my my chess elo. Oh, the last couple days, oof, dude. That was a <laughs> that was a really funny TwitchCon interaction. We were just like walking around the floor, and like Adam, my buddy's like super into chess, and I was like, oh, the chess.com booth, and then somebody was like, that's Veritas. <laughs> Oh, wait, when was that? When you were playing, yeah, when you were, like, in the line playing. There was, like, seven people playing. I forget her nine. name. Uh, yeah, nine. Uh, Nemo. Her, her Nemo. name on Twitch is uh, AKA Nemsko, N-E-M-S-K-O. Uh, if you call her Nemo, she's, like, a female grandmaster um, or a woman grandmaster. I think it's a WGM. WGM. Um, yeah, so her ELO is, like, 2200 or something. The fact that she and, was playing nine different people. And yeah. beating them. Yeah, she was doing a simul. If, if anybody's ever seen Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Uh, you would know, like, that's what But it's they like had, they had uh, Beth Harmon do, you know, play a bunch of people <laughs> yeah. all at once. And you basically make a move, go to the next table, make a move, go to the next. And, and yeah, I know that that was us. real, but, like, to it seems like such a movie magic thing. It seems like such a, you know, like, the brilliant, you know, mathematician can do that and it's like seems a little hollywood but like it's not like people can really do that like they can yeah it's, she can i mean it's one store nine games worth of chess in her brain well she doesn't have to so, yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's the thing she can just like um, read the i'm, I'm i both want to like bring down to earth what that is while also simultaneously saying oh that's impressive for like other reasons yeah um it's obviously fucking amazingly difficult yeah. uh, to do at the same time. Basically, uh, most of us there 
we're probably somewhere between uh 20 percent and 40 percent of her like Elo yeah rating. yeah yeah she's probably played since she was like three years old yep. like i basically when you're that good playing against someone like me who's like 700 elo um it's very similar to like if you were to have like a pro basketball player do like just a one-on-one um like first to seven baskets against like a sixth grader yeah it's just not even really hard you don't have to recall all of your wealth of knowledge about basketball you can just like next and you just out yeah just dunk it's, on them. it's just trivial um that's funny it's not a perfect metaphor but yeah yeah uh, th- there yeah. was one guy who was like a 2100 or something i guess he was kind of like not smurfing but he didn't really make it super clear uh so she ended up losing one so she won eight out of the nine really? games um but uh but yeah it's just like a different level it's it's actually insane how how i can just feel so it it seems like such a simple game there's only so many pieces you can move and only so many but i'll tell you there was a guy that came in who was um god i always forget if it was like the university of indiana or iowa or illinois or it's it's, i think indiana but i'm not sure i don't know um and he's like 2200 elo already and he came in and like challenged me while i was live um and i was like yeah you know and it was like he literally developed all of his pieces, like moved the knights, the bishops, everything, and then undeveloped all his pieces back. While I'm like moving all of my pieces out, he moves them all out and then moves them all back and then moves one out and then moves it back. Oh like totally, my God. Totally like barely trying, giving me every advantage possible, like gives me the queen, just lets me take the queen. And then like four turns later, it's over. Like it's not even, it's not even close. That's dude. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I've, I feel so utterly powerless. Like, yeah, like way more than I feel power, and I feel powerless in Tarkov. Way more powerless because it's pure skill. Yeah, it's like it's the it's like exactly pure skill. Absolutely, like the only thing left up. There's no bugs or net chance code in, in chess. Is what your opponent's gonna do? But like, yeah. it truly like it is like a game stripped down to that. And it's not like, and, and and it's stripped down to pure skill, but then infinitely complex. Like the like you know all the yeah. uh, with the amount of pieces and the amount of spaces, and then the amount of things that the opponent can do. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it's freaking nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, but that was someone. Cool. Someone did make a good point that there are still cheaters. That's a whole other thing. The whole cheating. <laughs> yeah, dude. We, maybe one day we'll get into it, but, but but not today. Uh that was funny but uh how are you feeling after twitchcon <laughs> Dude, I was so many beat. people are sick like which i guess is to be expected but are they, they like like con fever or like covid both i've seen a bunch of people who are like i got like a sinus fa- infection and then i saw a bunch of people that's positive for covid i mean it kind of makes sense um yeah. the all the rules around like masks was like they didn't enforce it really at all no. um it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, how how are you gonna enforce it when yeah. you, when you have like food and drinks in the place, <laughs> and people are taking pictures, yeah. And it's like, how are you gonna enforce? 
I remember way back when they first started doing all of the like the the, the mask mandates and you know way back at the back at the beginning um mm-hmm. you know there was like periods of time where if you're like on a plane let's say and they like bring the food around you kind of like <coughs> bring the mask down take a sip put the and mask then back, back up. up yep um but then you know at that point there were already people who would like bring the mask down and then like just milk the drink just milk it yeah. for as long as they could they just yeah. be baby in it you know so that they could just keep the mask down and if anybody came over like oh i'm drinking you know that's why i have yeah and then they would just sit there with their empty drink in their hand and not wear the masks so it's like yeah. and it just got to the point where i think for a lot of people like i've been you know for fucking i don't know how many years this has been going on i've been like either not left the house or been super uber responsible yeah. went and got all my vaccines and boosters yeah. um you know it got to the point where it's like this is the first time I've really left the house um, to do anything significant and I want to meet people and we're constantly going to be taking pictures yeah. and taking the mask off for pictures and half the people aren't wearing their masks anyway. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like it's half fuck it and half, you know, I'm yeah, I, you can't deny there's like a little bit of like hypocrisy. But at the same time, it's yeah. like, listen, if everybody did exactly what I did for the last three years, then COVID would be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, if 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 nobody's following the fucking <laughs> rules, you know, the quarantine rules forever, um, then it gets to the point where the only people that are paying for it are the people that are dying and the people that are still trying to follow the rules. They're the ones like stuck in at home. Yeah. And, you know, so it was like if I'm going to be meeting people constantly be standing in lines at a conference, taking the mask off, taking pictures, it's like, yeah, let's I'm just let's, let's take the fucking lid off this uh yeah, you know this whole thing, and just say fuck it, and um, yeah, you know. And but. most of the time we spent at the con was like outside. You know what I mean? Like we were either outside at the thing or like out with some homies at the bars and stuff like that. And um, so it was yeah. But I just was wondering how you're feeling because I I've, I noticed a lot of people were posting about it that they were just feeling sick or feeling <coughs> or if they got COVID. But um, no, no, I was just tired and yeah, kind of I was just more exhausted. Um, it was super fun, though, man. Like, it was my first experience. Like, I know you'd been before. And we even, like, on the podcast, like, I would, like, early time, like, early in the podcast, right before COVID hit, I was like, I want to go. And you're like, we got to go. We got to do TwitchCon. And, like, it's been so long. So it was, it was so cool, man. It was so cool being able to see everybody. The highlight, you know, I told everybody that the highlight wasn't really the con itself. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, we walked around, I walked around the show floor a few times, made some connections, talked to some people, but, like, just going to dinner or going to grabbing some drinks. We did like Tarkov content creator meetups at the, at the, st- like outside on the steps every day and like got to meet so many people that play, that watch the streams, that has so many streamers that I watch. And it was just like, man, it was just the thing is, is like on the flip side of all that is like, I just didn't realize how. I didn't realize how much I needed the social interaction. Like, cause I've been the same as you, man, like <laughs> completely just like hold up in the house for like two years, just working and then hanging out with the family and then having a baby. And like, it's just a lot going on. And that was like, that was the first time in a long time that I was like, I don't have any like really responsibilities. Let's just hang out. You know what I mean? And I like was so filled up by that, just hanging out with people, chatting, grabbing some drinks. It was good. Yeah. I think in the con, all I really, all I really did that I, that actually was like meaningful was I went, and I talked with the Marauders devs. Yeah. Got to meet them. Which um, was really cool. <laughs> which was super cool. Yeah. And then for the most most of the rest of it, I hung out at the chess.com booth. 
That's and, funny. And just like was shooting the shit with people and played a couple games with some community members and uh you know did a couple of those games. Uh, uh one of them I did was the 1v9 with Nemo and then another one the next day she actually sat down and played like one on one. That's and I, cool. And I, play, I played her there and yeah, uh, she once again she completely wrecked me. <laughs> um but but there might be some fun collabs possible there and dude uh, yeah there's some there's some like um something called pog champs which was like a this big thing that that they did with uh with like chess pros and streamers and uh stream um not stream elements what the fuck is it called uh twitch rivals oh uh twitch rivals is like a thing so hopefully i'll be I think I've got a few things lined up where you know I might be involved in one of those things in the future, so that'll be a lot of fun. That would be dope. <laughs> yeah, but I just gotta suck less. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other otherwise everything else was just meeting people. And, yeah. Uh, it's crazy how like I remember the first TwitchCon I went to, I think there were like two or three people that recognized me. Um, the second TwitchCon I went to, there was maybe ten. This TwitchCon, it was like. Yeah probably triple digits people they were that just, came up to me. And, it's crazy how big Tarkov has gotten. Because the 2019 TwitchCon, which would have been the last one, <laughs> would have happened before patch 12.0. Before Reserve, before the first Twitch drops. Like, it was before Tarkov was, like, the insanity that it is. And so, like, yep. it was crazy. This was my first... It was crazy to see... I mean, we, like... The police were like, you guys have got to move. Like our group, the group was like two, three hundred people just chilling out there on the steps and along the sidewalk. There were so many content creators. There were so many fans coming up. There were so it was just like it was so sick seeing Tarkov like represent so hard. Um the Tarkov crew. It was a blast. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Everybody was was super, super, super nice. It's it's amazing how like it, I mean it's we, and we talk about this before where you have like, you know, people in, in Twitch chat, like community members. And sometimes, you know, there can be really toxic shitheads. Yeah. There, but there's also like a lot of really amazing people in chat and like in the YouTube comments and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's like totally like another thing altogether. Yeah. When someone can just walk up, like look you in the eyes and tell you, you know how much your content <laughs> affects them or how much they enjoy it or yeah. you know how long they've been wa- like it's it's every single one of those engagements yep. i had i had with like every single person um even the people who like you know i'd be like oh you know what's your name and they'd show me their lanyard and like i might not recognize their name yeah um but like yeah it was just it's still awesome, awesome yeah it was just awesome dude it was just nothing but uh but like good feels and um, the freaking the podcast ended up going so well like you know it's a little stressful because you're like there's just so many people and like there were so many more people i wish could have came you know i mean there's just like we just can't fit everybody but it was like it was just so cool being able to do that and like pulling out my phone and just like reading chat and people are like yo this is sick like you know what i mean seeing all the people like or a bunch of people that they watch just chilling in a room together talking tarkov like that i don't know that was a cool moment just like sitting back and just like looking at everybody chilling it was, Dude, it was fucking stressful setting all that up and then oh having my to god go, i went and first of all i don't know it, it, it's so funny how so i got i got what uh those two like 24 packs of beers uh-huh. um 
and then we got four pizzas. Now, <laughs> the, the the whole pizza thing was a nightmare. It was like because it was like last minute trying to get everybody coordinated. You thought I they were delivering. I ordered the pizza and but then like never filled out the address. It like I, I was I ordered on my phone, and I was like trying to figure out like okay I you know I hit next. And I was like waiting for it to for me to put in the address, and all of a sudden it was like your order's been placed. I'm like, I didn't even give it a fucking address. I'm like, is it using my current location? Maybe, but that's like not accurate enough. Like, yep. you should give me. I should be able to. Oh, it's like, oh, it was there for pickup, and I'm like, fuck. Um, and I blame one peg because uh, he <laughs> didn't, you know, didn't want Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to get some fucking artisan, you know, whatever. So it was like $150 <laughs> worth of pizza I had to go get. And then uh, there was like this Ira- Iranian protest. Um, <laughs> and we had to, me and Will had to like walk through this <laughs> protest in San Diego. Uh, uh, that was like with pizzas. With pizzas, and it was like half the people. It was really an interesting kind of uh, interesting kind of dynamic because it was like half the people were sitting there holding pictures of like presumably would have been like their daughters or wives mm-hmm. that were, I mean, were probably killed in some terrible, horrible, yeah, you know, like whatever. And then half the people were like, "Yo, give me that pizza!" <laughs> like literally, people were like, "Yo, let me have some of that pizza!" Like, where'd you get that pizza? And it was just like the weirdest thing. And I'm Yikes. like, we're trying to push through these people flags and whatever and then i had to find parking and like it was this wild weird experience it took us like so long to get it took us like an hour and a half to get the pizza and it was like seven minutes away <laughs> um and then uh yeah i went for the protest the pizzas <laughs> were distracting exactly <laughs> that friendly guy in chat um then finally when i got back uh we managed to get everything together but i think i was like the only person who drank the pizza i mean dr- drank the pizza jesus drank Christ. The pizza. i was the only person who like had any beer but then, like, there was no pizza left. I need to, like, go back through the video because I saw, like, I saw Clean eat a piece of pizza and I saw, like, Rangar eat a piece of pizza. But then at the end, there was no pizza left. So it's like, where Where'd did anybody have go? any of the beer? And then who the fuck ate all the pizza? I never had any. I didn't have a slice I, of pizza. I had a beer and a slice of pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> one of the comments on YouTube was, like, uh, Veritas, the only one drinking beer. That explains his whole personality. <laughs> like what, what that and the beard man I'm the, I'm the life of the party what do you mean what is, what is it? <laughs> that and the beard and someone said that they thought i was like hammered or something i was like i had a beer and a half in like three hours i was i was the only one driving yeah like out of everybody there everybody else had like ubers yeah. and shit so yeah i was being responsible but. yep Good time. Okay, so people did people did have some beer. Okay, just making sure because I was like, hey, there's a bunch of a bunch of beer, and <laughs> I know I got my money's worth with the pizza, but yep, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. It was a good time. It always sucks a little bit that like a couple of times the conversations went off the rails a little bit with yeah. like multiple groups, and it's hard to forget. Yeah, like it was hard to remember that like we were doing a podcast and not yeah. just like at a party where you have multiple conversations going on at once. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, it was nice that some people had like chat up and could kind of see what they were doing. But yeah, it's like it's hard not to just have it be conversation. And like I saw that a few times, but like I think by and large people like really just like enjoyed it, and we kept it pretty on track. And it was like right at around two hours, which is what the, the cast normally is. So it was like. Yeah. It was so sick. And the mic, the mic picked everything up. You know what I mean? Like, it definitely wasn't, like, crazy good audio. But, like, for one mic plopped in the center of the room, like, you could hear everybody talking. People off camera. It was good. Yeah, no. Thanks to that. 
not friendly guy for everything for the for the tech the whole tech side of things yeah Yeah. it was good but uh now we're back back to reality back to the best video game ever made escape from tarkov have you been playing tarkov this week or um i mean i only played today i played like three or four raids okay played woods raids and uh and you loved them i don't know how anybody likes the map (laughs) dude it was like the reason why out of so I died in one of the raids. The reason why the three raids before that went well were because I I didn't encounter any PMC <laughs> because I did the thing that I was doing a little bit of like you know testing some stuff and we had talked about how like most of the streamers they pick like one or two servers and um, yeah. like me and like one or two other people are on auto. Um, I'm like all right, l- let me let me let me do the fucking Tarkov streamer meta thing and pick a couple of servers and whatever and it just so happened that they were fucking dead. And, yeah. um, and that was like my successful raids were marked by not encountering any, <laughs> Anybody. any PMCs whatsoever. They'd be like eight scav kills, but it was also like, you know, the, I'd stop in two or three of the buildings and would fill up like a small to medium sized backpack with like, I'd get like a clock, a, a thing of fuel, maybe but then like a few junk items, Nuts, a couple of attachments bolts, and whatever. Sugar. And it was like... Yeah, and then, but both two two of the three raids I got out with less than ten seconds left, and it was not for lack of trying. It was literally run until stamina's out and wait for it to regen. Run until stamina's out, wait for it to regen. I drank like nineteen fucking yeah like juice boxes and all of those things because yeah. it was like I might as well fill it up level you know. Um, whatever the fucking skill metabolism. is metabolism metabolism <laughs> and then like also it was primarily just because it's like an efficient way of getting rid of weight yeah like i could discard the juice True. or i could drink it so i might as well just drink it you know um but it was like I, which kind of like it, it it's funny because it once again when we've had this conversation kind of a few times but like it it goes to show you that they kind of balance the game around the meta but not the intention so like for example i never experienced that i have elite strength endurance now but even earlier i didn't experience that too much because as soon as i could i got a injector case and i always have a mule on me always have a mule on me so it's like once again we kind of balance the the, you know, you know, it just feels like, yeah, the experience is balanced around the fact that it's like guaranteeing that I'll have a bunch of stims so I can traverse the map one way. Whereas if you play it without that, you're like, this experience feels weird. I don't feel like I can move. I don't feel like I can get anywhere. I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. The I'm, game's like unplayable unless yeah. you have a mule and an SJ6. Yeah. And to add 200,000 rubles to every raid to make it playable. Oh, yeah. I'm Yeah, I definitely agree that it's not... But it's just interesting, like that. I mean, we've talked about it a bunch, but yeah, and, and, and I mean, like they're they're never gonna they're never gonna like adjust the strength and endurance and weight stuff to make it so that like it's it's actually reasonable for the normal player. Yeah, they're going to like nerf the stims so that it's shit for everybody. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
the the problem is <laughs> that it's it's because it's just become the meta that you do that stuff. If you ask anybody what they feel about the endurance of the strength, they'll think yeah, it's not bad. They'll think because just get yeah, a mule because they you know they they aren't thinking about. They aren't thinking about the things. I mean, they might not even remember the mule and the fucking SJ because it's just become just like pre-metting was a thing, right? You spawn it on factory and instantly you hit the gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people say like, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with your legs getting blacked out or like you don't need an adrenaline system. Those people would never say that because they don't think about it because they've just made a habit out of some stupid thing that gets around the stupid design. Yeah. Um, yeah, and my my favorite is like when I die, like if I die and people are like, "Your fault, bro. You should have pre-meted." It's like, okay, you know, it's like so. I guess I guess that's just Tarkov. It's like you you have to spend literally every second of your in raid time under a painkiller, or else it's your fault. You die. That means you have to have like three gallons of juice on you because you're like hemorrhaging, you know, hydration and energy. And if you run out of energy, that's your fault because you were pre-meted too much. And it's like, it's like, what is this experience? You know what I mean? Like, what is this becoming this? And once again, I do it. It's funny when I talk to you because you don't and your experience is so different than mine. I, Golden Star, at the beginning of every single raid. You know what I mean? I do it. But it's just like in those moments, in the moments where like my painkiller run out and I didn't check and I died because I like hit me in the leg and I was limping. And then the, and then the, co- the Twitch chat's like, Wow, should have. I'm like, all right. I, I I play into the meta, but it's like, calm down. You can't spend yeah. every second of every raid on a painkiller. Like, yeah. No, I mean, uh, here's here's the a perfect flawless metaphor that nobody should question. Um, imagine imagine your seatbelt in your car. Imagine it grew spikes overnight. So it's like every time you got in your car, you'd have to spend 45 minutes remote despiking your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Um. Like the fact that I get into an accident and the spike goes through my fucking heart and I die because I didn't despike my seatbelt. Uh, that's the that's the problem. It's not the <laughs> fact that they can't make seatbelts that don't have spikes on them. Perfect. Metaphor. I was wondering Flawless. where we were going for a while there, and then it clicked. And uh, yeah, and I'm, yeah, it, but everybody else has de-spike just gotten used your, to it. Your yeah, seatbelt. Everybody <laughs> makes fucking guides about how to despike your fucking seatbelts. When, uh, you know, and it's like normal. When they and, should and just every, make. They should just make the seatbelt without spikes. Without spikes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's it's, it. a, it's a complete and utter dog shit metaphor, but, but it serves but the purpose. But it serves the purpose. It does. It does. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> now, did you know, you know, the um the quest where you get the folder from the cabin and you have to hand it into either skier or therapist? Yeah. Did you know they changed the reward? We were talking about this on the podcast last week mm. about like, oh, yeah, well, I, I, I do here because it was like before it was what, like med case or, oh, injector yeah. case or whatever. Yeah. One of them it, is an injector case. Yeah. No, no, they're not. Now it's just money and rep. There's no items. They moved it to one of the other. The injector case is a reward for one. of. So now you make a choice and the choice is literally it's either you get 7000 XP and like 80,000 rubles. Or four thousand XP and like one hundred and seventy thousand rubles, so they just made it less. They made the choice even less important. Really, I don't. Is that chemical or is that the other one? I don't. I don't. If they did, that's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm. I'm wrong here. Well, uh, listen. I. I was just going with what fucking Twitch chat told me. 
Yeah, I mean, there, I know they have. I know they have changed things like that before. They've changed quest rewards mid. Okay, wait, hold up, hold up. Are there multiple quests where you have to choose who to hand the thing to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's oh, two. Okay. I think. Never mind. Forget I said anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, like they. This is what I. This is what I get for fucking listening to Twitch. Chat. Well, I think last wipe, what they did was they changed one of them in the middle of the wipe from whatever it was to an injector case. So, like, if you completed it earlier, you didn't get the injector case, and then you did. So, it wouldn't have surprised me that much if they did it again, but in yeah, a okay. different way. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. These these are the. I've basically blacked out these quests from my brain because I've done them so long, and yeah. they're so fucking annoying and the rewards have always been trivial so i just stopped paying attention yeah i stopped learning i stopped learning which quest was which and you it know, used I just to have a little bit more <laughs> weight because you would turn the one in for like the helmet but then now that you can get all the helmets on the flea for cheaper yeah. anyway it didn't it like it made that choice less of a thing okay i guess that's chemical part okay whatever never mind um, so then I guess that's not a thing. Um, another thing that they did though, that I noticed cause I just unlocked the compass was that now there's no hotkey for the compass. Oh yeah. You need, you need to bind it on your hotkey. Yeah. It used to be you. Yeah. Really cool. And great, every, awesome. every time you die, it resets the bind. Naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. No, that's a great. So no, if you good. survive like eight raids, you can put it on a bind and every time you go back into the raid, it'll be right where you had it. And, uh, if you... If you die, you have to reset it. Yeah, but I mean, every other person, though, all they do is spend 900 hours a day watching, like, Deadly Slob or whatever, so they've memorized every map. So they don't, yeah. unlike me, they don't need to use the compass, but I actually go to use the compass, and uh, yeah. And then they made a feature that one person uses once a wipe into, now they made it three times more annoying. Yeah. I'm sitting there pressing you going, what the fuck is going on? What's going <laughs> yep. on? I'm, I am surprised because, like, it's the only thing you can... So, like, they did the three special slots, which is a definite win. It's cool. Yeah. But the only usable item in those are is the compass. You can put the Wi-Fi cameras. You can put the markers. But you, you can't use them. You can only, you know, F press F to interact on where you need to place those things. You can put the multi-tool in there, but you don't need a multi-tool. You know what I mean? Um, you can put a rangefinder. Okay, I guess that's the other thing. The rangefinder is the other thing. But, like, I'm just surprised that they didn't make those like a like treat those as binds and like assign them as binds and and not have assign them as binds that aren't clearable and then make it so that you can assign them to other key binds yeah like like to yeah binds like in the menu yeah i was surprised at that too yeah yeah make it a key bind like all of the other key binds like you know the whole double click release yeah like you know all of that shit yeah but yeah i was i was interested at that decision love the special yeah. slots but i would have loved to be able to just like at least at least yeah i mean it would even be perfect if you just like you could bind it to whatever key you want in the menu and then just it would just stay there because you can if you can't lose it upon death then let me bind it permanently because i'm not yeah. like I'm not like moving around my rangefinder all the time. You know what I mean? I, I just have it on all the time. And if I die, then yeah. And, and I don't ever remember that I have the rangefinder until like I'm in a raid and I'm like, how far away is that guy? And I press the button. It's not there. So I have to tab in, bind it to seven, then tab out, then do it. And then the next time I want to use the rangefinder, I've died at some point in the past. So then I have to do that whole process again. And it's just weird. 
Yeah, people in chat now are saying, and they were saying it back when I was doing the fucking immersion raid earlier, when I actually had to pull up the compass. Um, like, oh, with all the time you've put into the game, I'm surprised you... It's like, listen, 98% of the game, I know, ignoring Lighthouse, because I barely played Lighthouse, yeah. um, but, like, the vast majority of of the maps, I, I have no problem navigating. But when you spawn in in the middle of a random wooded area on woods, yeah, like I haven't played the the woods expansion is new. I probably have fucking five thousand hours on woods, but not. But on the expansion, I probably have, I probably have one hour's worth of game time walking around the new expansion, and yeah. everything looks identical. Yeah, and half the time I'm sitting there trying to avoid landmines. Yeah. Because I don't know where I am, and they're not marked, which is more oh, yeah. dog, sh dog shit game design. So it's like, <coughs> what I'm interested, I'm, I'm, and, and and I've had to do the whole find the fucking convoy, and then go from the convoy to the USEC camp. I've done that maybe oh, three times. Yeah, three times in five years of playing the game, as if I'm gonna fucking be able to memorize Remember, i still don't know where that convoy is <laughs> i get there yeah, i walk around until i find the day it. of the wipe and then i forget immediately and yeah and then from there because i've only done it three times it's like which direction it's it's either that way up the road or that way up the yeah, road yeah 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 you know yep. um <laughs> and then what i find interesting as well is like like you remember Nikita's response to like the the grenade thing when I was like Omega molding about like the grenades and I wish the I could grenade just... order yeah the yeah. order and and the the reply was basically like use the binds like just get good start start binding your flashbangs and binding your frags so you know where they are you know what I mean yeah what's interesting is that like we're running we're out of numbers you know what i mean like one is your pistol two and three are your gun most likely four five and six are your meds right most people bring a hemo a heal and a painkiller some people also bring bandages so like they don't have to use their heal for their bandage like you know what i mean but let's just say three it's a four five and six say i've got three nades you know Seven, eight, nine. If compass. I have a rangefinder and a compass, it's like I'm out of numbers. You know what I mean? But God forbid I want to bring more nades or I want to do additional meds or I want to set it up a certain way. And so it's like, I know it's not, it's a real niche problem. I'm not trying to complain. I'm just interested that like they're giving us all these cool things to use, but you can't really like use them all at the same time. And you're like almost like out of numbers. Like that's why I've resisted. I know a lot of people do that. They do bind the nades so that they know I can just press seven and I pull out a flash. I can press eight. I've resisted that because like, I don't know. I just, they, they use the, I mean, it's, it's almost like they, they want us to use these things. They want us to focus on these aspects of the game. And then like when, when they do it poorly, and we complain about them, then it's almost like they want to diminish it. Like, yeah. oh, well, you know, you should have to go in and click and drag, and, you know, you should have to open up the thing, and, you know, oh, well, you you know, who uses the compass? Why should you use the compass? And, oh, well, you know, you're going to need the rangefinder on every raid? It's like, well, then if you if they don't expect yeah, yeah. you to use the compass and you're not going to use the rangefinder every raid, then why the fuck are, do they put slots there? Yeah, exactly. Like, why, why do all this work on things that... It's, it's, it's everybody like wanted the compass it was the most pog thing 
It was such a requested feature. And then 48 hours later, it's like, oh, imagine needing the compass. And you're like now an idiot if you if you want to use the compass. It's like, dude, we wanted the compass for so long. Yeah, it's... well, the people the people who can't <laughs> W at uh, needing the compass are also the ones that have three raids. Yeah. They, but they've got 8 billion flea market rep because they, yeah. they, they, they live vicariously through Landmark. And they avoid all combat and then just sell shit. But man, they've got the best map knowledge. Yeah. They've got better map knowledge than me. So, yo, it would be dope yeah. if they allowed us to bind like up to three grenades on a single button. Cause then you could do the same thing. If you could just like, you know what I mean? So, like, frags. You go to throw it and yeah. it would just. Frags yeah. are always on seven, flashes are always on eight. So, if I brought four grenades, I could bind both of my frag grenades to seven and both of my flash grenades to eight. Or if I so chose to bring like an, an impact of frag and two flashes, then I could put the impact in the frag on different numbers if I wanted to. But like almost letting us stack them, then it like consolidates, you know, me having to stretch across your entire keyboard to press the button that you want, but still means that it's kind of like a halfway. It still means that you have to like plan it out, kind of like Nikita was saying. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, again, people like I, that. That was the meme for like a year and a half. Was that every time they do the the, the talking Tarkov podcasts, the the chat would be spamming. Ninety percent of the comments was "When's the compass? When's the yeah, compass? Yeah. When's the compass? When's the compass?" Um, and honestly, like to me, the compass is useful for every now and then when it's like I'm on a random point of woods and I need to know how to get from this, you know, from like the scav yeah. camp to the like second bunker of another quest it's like i know how to get to and from a lot of the places but like yeah. i don't have a mental map of the new expansion and how it relates to like this particular thing so it's like i know i need to go north yeah so fucking pull the, you know but it's also you know i mean anybody that played og PUBG would know that 95 percent of your call outs were the compass bearings yeah because you'd have the the thing at the top of your head so you'd say oh there's two the, there's, there's a two or three man out on 185 yeah so imagine and... imagine if if the animation was 700 times faster than it was and it showed a big yeah. number on the screen so you, it would go flip 185 flip and you put it back yeah but now it's like literally not worth it because it's so cumbersome yeah that it's not it's literally more like you, you're better off just saying look at my player model and look in the direction i'm looking and that's the direction yeah for that sure it takes less time than to take out the fucking thing read the number and communicate it to your yep. teammate I'm really interested to see if it's uh, how effective it'll be on a map like Streets. I mean, I know, haha, Copium, LOL, we'll get it six years from now. But it's supposed to be a really big map, and like they've been doing a good uh, job, dude. <laughs> I just laughed because this chat message, like, it's funny how common of a call out this is when you're playing with a duo on this nade. Like, I don't know how to explain to you, and the compass is so bad, I'm just going to throw a nade, and where that nade blows up is where I saw the guy. Oh I God, can't you tell do? you how many times I've been like on my nade, on my nade. So like, that's so funny that like, that's an accepted thing, but pulling out the compass to tell your teammate is derpy. It's like, oh, imagine, imagine needing a compass. But then people are like, he's by the tree. You know what I mean? On my nade, which I just think is funny because I do that all the time. Anyways, think about a map like streets. A lot of the extracts have context, like 
if if streets is going to have you know 22 extracts and you know you're only going to have four or five you know eastern road gate northern roadblock on a map like streets it's going to be confusing you know what i mean so to like if you're in an area you haven't been that often being able to pull out your compass and be like northern road gate i gotta go north i imagine you know what i mean like or it's going to be a tremendous amount of callouts to learn for the buildings. You know what I mean? So like, wasn't that interchange exfils? Did, wasn't, didn't it used to be like Northwest and Southern, yeah, Southern like road that? and Northwest or something. And then they changed it to railway and yeah. Emercom, which is weird, but, um, <clears throat> but stuff like that. So I definitely agree. Like make the animation a thousand times faster or put it on, like make it like a watch slot. You know what I mean? So you can like you can have an animation where like he pulls his wrist up, but he still has the gun out because like now yeah. that I've seen that executed so well, the Call of Duty with the pistol, you know what I mean? Like I haven't full committed. I've got the gun and I've got the pistol. And then when I want to, I put my other hand on the pistol and I put my my AR away. Oh, my God. Now so I'm like, good, think about dude. stuff like that. Think about like think about being able to do that. Think about putting your gun, you know, to your chest and pulling out the rangefinder. And then, uh, you know, being able to have those animations quicker or if you have literally the compass on your wrist, being able to just like pull up your wrist and the gun goes kind of like a skew. He almost like puts sh puts his shoulder in the guns kind of pointed up and he's got it here and then just right back here. Like then these things would be like dope. It would be it would be usable. You know what I mean? Like combat as we know it would change if the pistol thing was in the game. You know what I mean? Like, how many times you run out of ammo? I died today because I, like, ran out of ammo on a guy. I was trying to pre-fire him, and he wasn't where I thought he was. So I was like, click. And if I was able to just, like, like, that would be so dope. And being able to use do that alongside some of the other utilities, like the compass, like the rangefinder, or something like that, I feel like would... You know, what, what I'm trying to do here is not change the game. I'm trying to be like, you put this cool thing in the game and then kneecapped it by making it a three our animation you know what i mean how about we split the difference then we use the cool thing that you hired a guy to animate and do you know what i mean which would be a win-win probably yeah i mean it's i mean that's the case with basically every every problem tarkov has ever had it's what they don't think about what's the problem that we're trying to solve and how can we build something that solves that problem they think this is the thing we want build it yeah it's that people <laughs> wanted the compass yeah. So then they said, okay, cool. Now we have to put a compass in the game. Well, if you put a compass, we have to do the 3D modeling and we have to have you have the animation of pulling the compass out, right? But if they had approached it the other way around, which is what's the problem we want to solve? Yes. So you want to be able to call out bearings to your teammates. Okay, so you're in combat. So then it needs to be quick. It needs to be not cumbersome. It needs to not get in the way. True. Every single fucking feature, everything they've ever designed from the flea market to the fucking animations to yeah. all of the binds, all of this stuff, it's all done when someone has an idea about something, a good idea, and they might, you know, Nikita might have pictured a fucking, you know, really cool, really cool animation, <laughs> you know, where it's like, um, um, you know, you're, you might go like this and you might just look at your wrist, mm -hmm. right? He might have pictured that when he pictured the thing, um, but it got so far removed. Yeah from that at that point he was like oh great idea imagine this really cool fucking you know and he puts it on a list as compass compass yeah and then six months later someone else takes that doesn't have any of the context any of the ideas nikita's probably forgotten his original vision and it's just changed to the point where people want the compass people want the compass let's put the compass in okay we got to do the 3d yeah. model we got to do the 
and then they just lose it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's when you when that's what happens when you come at problem solving from we have the solution already as opposed to what's the problem we want to solve. Yeah, what's the problem we want to solve? And how can we solve it? That's a good point. I mean, like that really, yeah, it's like of course Tarkov isn't only about the combat, especially as the world gets bigger, but like, yeah, you have to approach these things from the combat perspective. Same thing. Like like a lot of these things, like don't require two hands. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not like I have to like pull it out and like, you know, flip the latch and like push the compass open with my other hand. And, you know, you know, it's not a two-handed thing. It's like, there are, yeah, there are compasses that flip open like that, but there are also other compasses on wrists and stuff like that. And approaching it from a combat perspective, since we spend a lot of time in combat, would have meant a lot of these things, the pistol swapping animation, the the compass, the rangefinder even. Like, I'd imagine in a real-world scenario, if I had a rangefinder Velcroed to my body somewhere, you know what I mean? And I was, I was at a high ready, that's what I'd probably do. I'd probably... You know, either pull it up here or lower it to a low ready, rip it off. It's a literal one-handed device, you know, use, you know, you know, but, but it just feels like it's got to be this like, all right, you know, I'm going to open my Pelican case. I'm going to set my AR inside. I'm going to check the chamber. I'm going to close it. I'm going to pull out my range finder, you know, and it's just like, I just want to shoot this guy. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, I have to tab in. I have to assign the range finder to number seven again. We have to tab out. Then we have to hit number seven. Then you also gotta you also gotta know okay so he's if 300 I know, meters away <laughs> like he's 300 meters away then you have to think well what round do i have in my magazine yeah because that might change it you know depending on the bullet i have if if the person's 300 meters and i'm zero to 300 meters which you know you can only do on a handful of scopes um even some like six x's you can't like zero yeah. out to 300 meters yeah. right like you're like limited <laughs> to like 150 or 200 i i forget what the limits are but um, but like, even then, depending on the bullet you have, if the target is at 300 and you're zero to 300, your bullet will hit high or low. Mm-hmm. So then even that it's like, what's the, f- like the yeah. range finder is an item that as far as I can tell has only ever been used by like the most serious of RP sniper dudes, which basically is tower. And that's probably yeah. it. Um, and by me in offline mode to show how other things of the game are broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's basically just like i want to see how far this is so when i approve your friend so, wrong so when i guess and i either hit it or miss it you know what i mean it's like like i had my my longest shot my longest shot was i was playing with my homie ben on lighthouse and i i was just like scoping out i was memeing around scoping out. i was like i wonder if i can see any pmcs all the way on the hill and i was like ben i see one i just saw a head and I was like, I don't, I have no idea how far away this is. He's like, that's got to be 600 meters. And I pull out the rangefinder and I put it right on him. It's like 680 meters. And I was like, I mean, I don't, that doesn't help me. You can't zero any of them to 680 meters and stuff like that. So I just guessed and I hit the shot. First shot, headshot, suppressed DVL with a voodoo. Doink. He fell over dead. And uh, it was basically the only thing the rangefinder helped me do was just in that moment go, I just hit a 700 meter shot. You know what I mean? Like, and not like have to go get the tag to see that I hit a 700 meter shot. Yeah, you know, exactly. it was still just a guess. Like, yeah. And it's not like you, like you didn't line up on the seventh fucking. No, dot, I ripped know, it like... up to zeroed for 300, put three or four more dots up and just like closed my eyes and clicked and it worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even that you might've made the same shot and just depending on the roll of the dice, and the MOA of the gun, it 
could have just been a miss. Yeah, if I had M80 um, as opposed to M62, that same exact shot could have been a miss, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or, or even the same bullet. Again, if it, there's, you know, if you have... If you have a some randomness on oh, the spread, the yeah, accuracy. Yeah, true. The, whatever the it, MOA was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally, you you clicked mouse one and they rolled the dice and it said if it was a, a three, four, five, or six, you hit your shot. If it's a one or a two, you don't hit your shot and you just got lucky. And uh, yeah. You know? but, but there are times where you'd get unlucky where you'd have a brand new gun, <laughs> you know, and it would just be an unlucky. But then it was like, well, was it was my zeroing off? Was the scope broken? Is yeah. the FOV glitched? Was it hit reg? Was it the net code? Was the bullet wrong? No. Was it the accuracy, the MOA of the gun? Was it because it had a suppressor? <laughs> was it because there was something that was was called like that they were behind, but yeah. you couldn't actually see that they were? But you yeah. know, you don't fucking know. You don't. I saw the tracer, but is the tracer exactly where the bullet goes? Yeah. I don't know. You know, the, <laughs> there's just too many things that it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to see more of the utility be utility be be more more usable. And uh, I think like I, I think as the game develops, there'll be more reasons to use stuff. Like I said, like I think even the compass right now in its current form will be helpful on streets because it's new and it's not something that like most of the player base has already mastered. And then because um, because to me, like a, a big giant map like that is way more useful. Lighthouse was when they added the compass and it, you don't really need the compass on Lighthouse. It's like, it's just one long skinny map. And once you realize like the rogue camp is north, it, there, there's really no east-west going on. And the only the ambiguity beach is south is... and the freaking rogue camp is north. So they added that with the compass, all the other maps we'd already known really well. And that was the map that you need the compass the least. Yeah, you know for I mean? me, there's really only like three areas that are, and, and they're not big enough where it's that big of a deal. Like woods can kind of be a little yeah. bit worse, but like if you spawn in um, over by where like downed helicopter is, but like back there in the yeah. wooded area where it's like it's just trees and there's rocks, yeah, that can be confused for out back behind the rogue um, yeah. camp, like yeah. where the mines are, where it's like you spawn in and all you see are rocks and trees, and, and you're, you're like, like I just run to a rock to see like, oh, I see the little sunken village over yeah, there. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, I see the helicopter or, oh, I see the rogue, you know, the, 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 not the rogue camp. Well, I guess you, it could yeah, the water treatment plant, rogue camp, the water whatever. treatment plant. Yeah. So it's like, but yeah, like, I mean, but so it wasn't very necessary on lighthouse. So, but I'm interested to see like a, a, a much bigger map, you know what I mean? Like, uh, lighthouse or like streets, even woods. Like if the full woods map that we have now released today, the compass would probably be pretty helpful to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it's going to be relevant on streets because it's like if you're outside the building, the buildings hoping. are unique points of interest, so you True. can get your bearings like that. Trees and hills are not unique points of interest, so you yeah. can't unless you get some other context around. Like, oh, there's a USEC camp, then you can kind of get your bearings, True. but like. I've never been lost on interchange. I never got no. lost on customs. Yeah. The only time I ever get lost <laughs> on customs is if I spawn in over way back, like where the, um, the train is. Yeah. Um, where it's like, okay, where am I? Sometimes I think like I'm going one way, but I'm going the opposite way, like yeah, all the yeah. way in the back. Um, but then like, once you find that little, encampment area with like the, the walls and there's like a couple of crates and like a truck and that yeah. little hut there it's like oh, okay now i know where i am yeah but otherwise 
there's only one area of ambiguity. Everywhere else has points of interest that you can, like landmarks. Yeah, true. So, true, true, true. I mean, we'll see. Um, oh, I did some performance testing. I remember we had that little bit of that debate, me and one peg about oh the, the, the performance stuff. <laughs> I'm and, and glad where you it came brought from. that up because like I want to hear your testing, but I also want to like because I had people ask me about that too, and I was even scared to like answer because I didn't want to like accidentally further misrepresent what you were trying to say because I'm not smart when it comes to that in that yeah so like um, what's the like complete unabridged or or what's the complete I guess more TLDR of like the the original statement was like more PMCs is going to have a huge effect on FPS yeah more 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 characters is going to have a huge impact on FPS like the whole 40 characters is going to be a big deal I even got confused by what one peg was saying and you I was so lost and I was like I don't know what's going on yeah my my hypothesis is that 40 characters is not that big of a deal um that what is a big of a deal is having a huge map with a ton of boxes and crates okay. and walls and doors and so let me like is this correct you're not saying adding characters is going to have zero effect but that it's going to have a relatively insignificant effect compared to adding 6,000 duffel bags, 420 yep. lockers, 360 locked doors, potentially 10,000 additional loot spawns that have a yes or no chance, computers that... So it's just that... It's and just and that, I have a test the, that'll demonstrate the that FPS of, like The FPS drop from, from a, a map 4X the size, more comes from 14Xing all of the other data and less about 3Xing player count. Yeah, so let me okay. let me let me just show you uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. an easy way to do and, and I did a lot of different tests, a lot of different things, but he, here's a good example. I was standing there in the middle of customs. Um this was in like a co-op raid, but there were 12, there were 12 of us. Yeah. 12 PMC is standing in front of me and I'm getting 80 FPS. Yeah. Okay. 11 of the PMCs disconnect from the raid and I go up to 90 FPS. I look down at the ground and I go up to 120. FPS. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do you know, you probably do. Do you know how Tarkov works? What is it rendering? It is it, yeah. Is it rendering my field of view forever? Or is it like rendering? Because I know at one point you had talked about how like Valorant's really interesting like that, where it only renders what your player would be able to see. And that requires a lot of intelligence on that end. Is that because because that's what my intuition tells me, because like you said, I can be I can look down into a corner and then obviously ping my frames to 120 and then I look up. So it's got to be somehow related to what I'm seeing. Is it rendering everything on the map at one time or do you not know? I mean, I, I have no idea. OK, like, yeah. the only way that I could do that is if I had a free camera and I actually showed this um, on my my satire V channel. If you watch the videos I do on uh, Super Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time, I have. I have uh, segments in there that talk about how like the levels um, yeah. are like generated and I like free cam and you can see how like in the beginning area where Link like crawls into like a little tunnel and he crawls through. <coughs> if you free camera out with like a hacked version of the ROM, you see all you see is like where you're coming from, all of the little fencing and the grass and the walls and stuff and then the tunnel and then like nothing on the other side of the tunnel. As soon as he as soon as he <laughs> starts to lower down into the tunnel, you see then the opposite side of where he's crawling to the little area with yeah. the grass and everything pops into existence. 
and he crawls halfway through. And once he gets halfway through, everything on the other side from where he came Whoop. from goes black and completely is unloaded. Yeah. Um, and you can literally just like crawl an inch forward, an inch back, and you see like pop in, pop out, pop in, pop out. And it's like yeah. where he's going, where he's coming from. Um, I don't know how Tarkov works. I don't know any cool. of those things. Yeah. But all, all I all I all I can say is that if you stand in one spot, and you can do this, and you can yeah. do this in a raid, whether or not there's players or not, it doesn't matter. You look in one direction. I can go from 70 <laughs> FPS to 120 FPS by looking down, looking north, looking west, looking up, going inside a building, looking down. It, yeah. it my gut is telling me that if you're like looking in the direction of um, like if you're in construction and you're looking towards um, fortress, that that's like all of the shit in fortress is like loaded. Yeah. I don't know if it's displayed or whatever, but it's it is being used in memory. There's it's doing something for all of that shit gotcha. because there's no other explanation for how. If you're indoors, looking at one wall versus looking at another wall, you can double your FPS sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, and then another demonstration of my point of this. Um, oh, so so one of the things I did was, um, and I have to go through and analyze the footage because I had in another in another raid, I had the same twelve people in the same area, but what I had was, um. I had people disconnect one at a time and I oh, wanted to see if it's, is it like one or two FPS per person. Um, and it was kind of like, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I had, like I said, I was just kind of recording and telling people what to do. I wasn't exactly like looking yeah. at the FPS numbers, but, um, but yeah, it That's seemed fairly consistent and that was independent of where they were on the map. Yeah. Like I, I did don't spawn as a group on lighthouse. Oh. So literally everywhere across the map, 12 players completely spread out across the map. And when everybody left, there was like that eight to 10 FPS difference. But yeah. then again, I would lose 60 FPS if I went over the ridge and looked out. Yeah. Towards the yeah, yeah, yeah. City. Yeah. So that's that to me is and, and pretty, that pretty fucking definitive when yeah. it comes to my point of the map being huge and being filled with a ton of stuff. Yeah is going to be far more significant than I think having all of those players. And that makes like, I am 100% tracking with you. And I think that's the thing was just like, it was, it was like, um, it was like everybody was talking and I was like, cause I had people even come in and be like, uh, like I don't, I don't understand. Like I felt like, I feel like more players would have some sort of effect. And I was like, I'm like, I was like, I, I want to clarify this because I'm not, I don't think Veritas is saying that more players isn't going to have an effect. It's just not going to have the most significant effect. If the difference between playing customs is 120 frames per second and playing Streets of Tarkov is 40 frames per second, it's not just the players that are doing that. It's everything else. And once again, even just when you think about it from, from that perspective, from the math, like they've said that the map, you know, I, I the, the version we're going to get is not going to be this, but ultimately it's going to be like bigger than all the maps we have combined. Even if the first iteration is the largest map we have by, you know, double or triple, you know what I mean? Like that's just so many more things on the map. Whereas it might just be twice as many players or three times as many players. Cause they said 40 PMCs on wood or on streets, but I don't know if they meant on the first iteration or if they meant that's what they want ultimately at the end. So, yeah. 
I just got to make the video because one peg, <laughs> one peg's in chat doing the same thing he did the other day, which is saying things that aren't that are true, but that aren't relevant. Like, listen, talking about like he, he did demonstrate that that like the player models do get called. Yeah, but here's the thing: if <laughs> if if the player models do get called, but then we find that that there's an FPS difference, whether or not they're on screen or called or not. That there is there is an overhead to your client processing potentially the data or or whatever. Mm. Well, then the player calling may or may not be relevant, right? Like what I want to know is when yeah. you hit the threshold of they're called versus they're not called. That one footstep difference. Do you then suddenly get ten frames more? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how you could demonstrate that the frame rate is tied to them being displayed on the screen. Yeah. Another example um, of another example of this was I went into offline mode because we talked about how the whole oh well then why is it you know one of the things that he had said was why is it that when you go into offline mode and you put on horde mode does your PC completely shit the bed and my hypothesis is that it's because in offline mode you are the one hosting the server there's still a server yeah it's yeah. just you're hosting it locally which means your machine is doing the processing for all of the ai yeah so the question is when there's 50 when there's 50 bots in factory and your fps tanks is it because it has to render 50 bots or is it because yeah. it has to be the brain for 50 bots? Now, you can control for this. And I the test I did, the best one I could come up with was there were three tests. There's one, offline mode, no bots. Yeah. Two, offline mode with a few bots. Three, offline mode with horde bots. All the bots. Four, offline mode with all the bots, but you turn on tagged and cursed and scav war. So the bots are doing a lot of things. Oh, doing a lot more than just standing around. And I would go from 150 FPS when there's nothing there. When there's a few bots, I'd be at 140 FPS. When there was a lot of bots, um, I'd be at 100 110 or 100 FPS. When it was on horde mode, it would be at 90 FPS. And when it was on horde mode, tagged and cursed scav or it was at 47 fps yeah yeah so the same the same number of bodies doing 20 times more things and i'm at fucking three percent of the of the fps i'm normally getting yeah yeah yeah. um that to me like you can you can see when you go from four bots to 40 bots you know you're going to get like a 20 or 30 fps hit um but then when you go from 50 bots doing nothing to 50 bots going after you and killing other scams, you completely demolish your FPS. It's much more significant. Yeah. I just think all of the testing I've done has demonstrated that um, the number of players, the number of characters is not the most significant thing. People, everybody focusing on <laughs> 40 players and on streets yeah. and how that's going to be the big problem. Um, I just do, I don't think it it doesn't make logical sense, and it also doesn't stand up to the evidence. It, it 
it's absolutely all of these things are relevant to the frames, right? Yeah. Like we demonstrated that you lose 10 frames when when 10 people disconnect. Sorry, you, you gain, gain 10, 10 frames. frames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um But, but but again, you you, you can yeah. get four times that by looking in the other direction. But yeah, but and and I, and I think that's the thing is like I feel like we're like some, it's easy to get into the weeds of yeah exactly how much of an effect the the amount of actors is going to have you know what I mean and all the nuance around that. But it's like at the end of the day, nobody's nobody's saying that having more actors is going to have no effect. It's just it's just when streets is playing at forty fps. And people are saying, oh, like, it, why, why don't we just lessen the amount of PMCs? That'll fix it. It's, you know what I mean? It's like... Going that, to offline exactly, mode, it's going to run like shit no exactly. matter what. That's the, that's the importance, I think, of, of this conversation is that, like, for the community to understand if there is performance issues, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's that the players won't be the, the most significant source of running your PC down to, to 13 FPS. And yeah, if they did half the player base, you might get 7, 8, 10, 12 additional FPS, but you're still processing the innumerable amount of data with all of the places, all of the AI, all the AI doing things, all of the loot that's being generated, all the different places that have loot, all the different buildings. Like It's all that additional information because you're scaling up the map. And a great example is just the fact that, like, Reserve and, I mean, I guess I don't know if this is an example, but Reserve and Lighthouse, I saw somebody say this, both ran, like, absolute garbage when they first came in, and then they both have done tons of optimizations, and they run better or not great, even though the, you know, the player count has remained the same. Like, they've never reduced or increased the amount of PMCs on Reserve or Lighthouse. They've just, like, optimized, yeah. I guess, all of the rest of that information or something like that. And again, I don't like disagree that all these things are relevant, but yeah. people say people I already know that what people are going to say is, oh, well, you say 10 or 15 frames. That's huge. It's it's going to be significant, you know, because of all. Yeah. And all my response to that is. I go up 15 frames. When I turn three degrees to the left. Yeah, it's already so. It, yeah. It, Literally everything I I will go from 30 frames to 150 frames in within a 20 second span where I'm just changing my environment and running around. Yeah. So when people say, oh, my God, if I if I'm losing 20 frames because of 40 players, that's going to make the map unplayable. That's I'm just my whole point is, is that. That's the least of your worries, yeah. and it's not about the number of players, and the same can be said for netcode. Um, there's no reason why. There's no reason why, um, you know, quadrupling the amount of uh, of data should be relevant to the issues with the netcode. The issues with the netcode, it doesn't have to do with, like, throughput. It has to do with the fact that, like, your tank has giant clogs in the middle of the tank. Like, the filters on one side of the thing yeah. are all fucking clogged. The, the pipe can be... Yeah, it's not about the pipes connecting the different pieces. It's not that you can't fit the water through the pipes between point A and point B. It's uh, it's the fact that that <laughs> you know at the water treatment plant in this metaphor, not actually in lighthouse, but like yeah, uh, the the water treatment plant being the servers, the filters there are all clogged and full of garbage. So literally, when you have five players or when you have five hundred players, you run into the same yeah the same issues. Um, but yeah. again, I'm sure th I'm sure it's not going to be made better having more people. Yeah. But it again, it's 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 just 
I'm just trying to basically say that when people say that the reason why Lighthouse is going to take so long is because they want 40 players. And if they were to just reduce it, then they'd be able to release it already. Those people, I just don't think, have any idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and I, if, I they're, just... if they're right, they're probably right by accident. And they need to actually come up with logic, reason, yeah. or evidence to substantiate what they have to say. Otherwise, yeah, I'm going to tell them that it's baseless. Yeah. And and yeah, and I I just I think that's it's just an important um <laughs> it's just yeah, it's an important distinction that like, yeah, we you acknowledge and, and we everybody acknowledges that it's going to have an effect. It's just how big of an effect it's going to have. And I also understand, I mean, I was in that literal same camp until we had conversations about this. Like it as from just like a gamer's perspective, that makes sense. Like double the players, half the frames. Like what? Because I am very unaware of what what contributes to the frame rate I have. You know what I mean? Like I'm v- I'm very ignorant on onto that, and what type of information is pulls that frame rate down or pushes it up? Dude, with how much people min max everything and they're fucking data whores, don't you think that at this point, if the frames were actually consistent and they were tied to the player count? that people would have heuristics around like, oh, I'm at 82 frames. That means that there's probably two PMCs left. Yeah. You know people would come out with that. Yeah. You know that's the kind of shit that the community would be talking about. Also... But they aren't because it's so fucking inconsistent you can't tell anything from Also, if 10 frames made a, that big of a difference to you, people wouldn't use LPVOs when they're going to dorms. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, so exactly. like, like, you know what I mean? I get going, I get going woods and having a sniper, but people go to like close quarters party, you know, people go to reserve and go underground and run LPVOs. It's like, as soon as you ADS, you're losing 40 frames. If, if seven frames, if 15 frames, if 18 frames meant that much, run a red dot and keep all your frames. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. One peg said people did that in point 10. They didn't do it in point 10 In point 10, uh, and earlier, there used to be another metric that would be, I forget what, they changed the name of it, I think, and maybe reduced it. But it was like a thing that, oh, it was like FBS the number of packets. Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the number of like packets in a route or whatever that you would know if it was like zero, that there were no other PMCs. Otherwise, you could like infer. Yeah, it was something having to do with like packets. I do and, remember I, I forget. the the wives' tale. I don't know if this was ever actually true, but I do remember the old like you'd get the stutter back in the stutter days. You'd be like stutter, and you'd be like, "Oh, scav spawned in." Like I don't know if those things were related, but that was the community sentiment was that those things were related one hundred percent. No, I mean, I mean that's that's absolutely like this the creation, the spawning in of yeah. the characters of forty it, new it things. It does it does take it does take a massive toll. Yeah, um, but that's a completely different process. And, yeah. and and that right there is independent of whether they're being rendered on the exactly. screen. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's independent because for the players, all of that information is done before we're in the raid. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so. Um, now, speaking of netcode, <laughs> they did a patch yesterday morning. And uh, did you see anything about it? Because I'll read the. I didn't see. I didn't see anything about it. All I saw is that all day today, all I saw was packet loss. Packet loss. Yeah. And I've never seen that in four years. Five yeah. years of playing the game. All right. So let me read to you the patch notes. It's four lines. It's not a lot of patch notes. Let me read you the patch notes, and then let me give me the TLDR. Give you. It's too long. Okay. Four I'll lines is too, too many them. lines. And then let me give you what I think. Then let me give you Jesse Kazam's interpretation of things Jesse Kazam knows nothing about. And then you tell me if you think 
<laughs> That's inaccurate. <laughs> because I've been telling people this all day. Okay. Reduced network packet processing latency between client and server. Improved network stability during close quarters gunfights. Fixed the instances where some shots may have not registered when burst firing at close ranges. And fixed a situation where a player with poor network connection could suddenly appear from around the corner. Which is what I described to you last week when I was playing labs and like the dude just freaking appeared. I'm assuming that's what that was. And then also we fixed the USEC bug where scavs weren't shooting USECs. They fixed that. But those the other four things were network related. Now, practically, what has that meant? That has meant for everybody that I've talked to that's been playing the game, they get the little packet loss symbol every raid. And it goes off and on. It goes away. Normally, when, before if I would get the packet loss thing, it would be like 30% packet loss, 40% packet loss. And then I would disconnect from the raid. I would see that symbol very infrequently if I wasn't about to disconnect. And then I've also noticed I rubber band at least once every raid, every single raid. Now, it's, I've only two streams, right? So 30 raids maybe, but every Wait, raid band. at That's some a... point, most of the time during the beginning of the raid, like when I'm running, I'll like spawn in and I'm running and like running to dorms and I'll like do a little bloop, bloop, bloop. One time I was with Velian and Velian had jumped. He was in the air. I was full sprinting and it pulled him back to the beginning of his jump and pulled me back. It was like crazy. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I don't, I so mean, I haven't seen any rubber banding. Here's what the rubber banding tells me. And I have been very careful to preface this on stream with, I am making this up. Jesse is dumb. Very, very explicitly saying this. But here's what the rubber banding makes me think that like previously when the server and <coughs> the dec the server and the client were out of sync the client just kind of kept doing its thing and that's why we would die like behind cover cuz the client was like no I am the king and it feels like what's happening is the the amount of desync is the exact same it's just that with this new update the client is actually being like, oh, no, I'm out of sync and like trying to freaking catch up. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like the rubber banding is like the client admitting you're the master and I'm trying to do that. Whereas before I would never get rubber banded, even when the desync was crazy, I would die behind corners or whatever. I would never get rubber banded. And that made me feel like my client was trying to like retain control. And then the server was like, no, you're dead, bro. You know what I mean? So. I mean, I'd made it up. I don't know. Rubber rubber banding <laughs> like people people have historically thought like rubber banding in Tarkov was a bad thing and um I've been begging for rubber banding forever because, because we because that, it, because it, that that what that is is like rubber banding is the server saying no 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 and the client saying yeah you're right and the <laughs> client being like okay you are you are in charge. That's what I'm saying. Um th that's the reason why uh why when i made my netcode video i basically said as far as i can tell um it, like it seems like movement is client authoritative yeah now after talking with nikita um it was one of those things where like it was i think it was safe for me to have said back in the day that it was effectively client authoritative okay. but here's the thing imagine you have an authority mm -hmm. right 
and imagine the authority says okay to everything. <laughs> yeah. If the server says okay to everything, technically it's, it's an server authority. authoritative. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so it, mm, it could that's have a been good analogy. for so long that, you know, because Nikita had been denying it, it could be for so long that, like, the server just had no way. Yeah, um, it was of, technically server authoritative, but it wasn't doing its job as an authority. Yeah, yeah. So rubber banding, I've only ever seen rubber banding, like, twice before. And it was always like, whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing news. I've um, gotten it at least one time every single raid. Um, and and yeah, so like once again, making it up, it feels like because the number one question uh, uh, four of the five lines of the patch were directly related to networking. You know what I mean? Like, for, so everybody's been coming in and being like, did they fix desync? Is desync gone? How's the desync? And my gut is telling me that the desync is the same, but how my client is then responding when being told there's desync is changing. People are people on Twitter are definitely complaining that the desync's worse because they're seeing the packet loss thing and they're seeing the rubber banding. But when you yeah. think about it, like, A, kind of like you were saying, rubber banding is a little bit more honest. And B, if my client gets out of sync four seconds before I get into a firefight, but my client refuses to acknowledge that, I won't notice I'm out of sync until I'm dead behind the wall. But if my client gets out of sync four seconds before a firefight, and then I rubber band a tiny bit, and now I'm back, by the time I get to the firefight, I might not be desynced. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so that at least in my brain is like, yeah, you might stutter around a little bit more and that might happen in combat and suck, but let's, let's wait it out and see if it's maybe a little better first. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, look at a, a more ridiculous example. Imagine, you know, you're in the hallway of dorms and the other guy is, you know, like in the corner, <coughs> uh, in one of the rooms in dorms, right? Yeah. Like maybe he's in marked room. Imagine you unplug your router you sprint to, uh, you know, sprint behind him. He's just going to be exactly where he was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sprint behind him, plug your router in, and then shoot him in the back of the head. What the game should do is when you plug your router in, teleport you back into the hallway. Like, no, no, no. It, sh it shouldn't say, oh, you're in the room. Okay, cool. And then you shoot him in the head. Yeah. That's the difference between you know, client authoritative, server authoritative, and that's what rubber banding is. Rubber banding would indicate like, no, 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 you're not supposed to be here. The last time you communicated with us, you were here. Yeah. I'm ignoring everything you did. Any shots you fired, you could be laying into the character while you're disconnected, right? Pop, and his thing. head would be going, oh, 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 and he wouldn't be dying because the hit registration is yeah. server side. And then you'd get teleported back and the guy in the room would be none the wiser. Exactly. And it just feels like, of course, I want it to get better. But if the desync is going to be the same, I want that. I want like, yeah. because that's the thing is like so many deaths. I die and I'm like, that's so frustrating. But like, you know, he didn't know like it, who's which one of us was in charge. You know what I mean? Like which one of us was in control of that fight? And then same thing when I kill people a lot of time, like when I, you kill a dude that's like oblivious to like your flank and you're like, man, did he even freaking hear me or did he even see me? Like, I'd rather it just like, 
keep everybody. Now, I'd rather it just be better, you know what I mean, obviously, so that it was ser server authoritative and there was less rubber banding. And I'm once again, I feel like I have to keep saying this. This is all under the caveat of like, I don't have insider info. Nikita didn't DM me to like leak this information on the podcast. I am making this up based on the knowledge that I have. So we, we have to see, like we have to see how it plays out over the next few days. We have to, or weeks, months, I don't know. But it just felt like, yeah, kind of like what you were saying, rubber banding is generally considered a good thing compared to what we've had. You know, like, yeah, because well, but, well, here's the thing, like rubber banding is it's a sign that there is something wrong and that the server is fixing it. The thing is that we've seen that something has been wrong forever. Yeah, yeah. Without any evidence that the server has been fixing it. Yeah. So like, obviously, yeah, we don't want rubber banding. We don't want rubber, rubber banding. Rubber, rubber banding, it means that like if our drug addicts sibling has finally taken responsibility and has gone to rehab um it's like we're not at the finish line but at least there's progress yeah yeah they've they've admitted they have need they need help they have a problem and that's you know ultimately speaking that's really the yeah the most important thing wow all right well <coughs> um yeah that's it. That's the patch. I mean, it's like, that was it. It was, it was, uh, I found it funny how many people thought there was going to be like content or like Lightkeeper or something. And it's like, in general, if you're like, if you're listening to this podcast, let me just tell you, like, I know that BSG has surprised us with things before and delighted us, but like, read the tweet and expect exactly what's in the tweet. You know what I mean? They were like, they they tweeted, we are going to do a technical patch. And everybody was like, Lightkeeper. Or what if it's streets? Or like Arena first test. And I'm like, I'm like, listen. If it Wasn't says, every patch a technical patch if you think about it? Yeah, I don't care. Think Everything, of every if patch you wanna that way. If you want to update the software, dude, that sounds technical to me. I understand. I understand. But when there's a wipe, they tweet, we are uploading patch 12.13 and there will be a wipe. When there's a technical update, you know what I mean? Just like, just assume it's that. Just assume it's that. You know what I mean? Don't let anybody else's copium cloud yeah, your judgment. Nah, dude, it's it's a language barrier. Yeah. They, they mean exactly what you wish that they meant. Yep. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they did the patch. That was cool. Uh, you know, it is definitely just kind of stirring the proverbial pot because people see it as <coughs> worse because they see the desync thing up in the corner or they see some rubber banding. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on it being way more technical, but I, I kind of saw it as a potential good thing as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, I'm more amazed that they were like, they talk about bullets not registering when you're like spraying nearby and, yeah, like, you know, whatever. And it was like, fire. yeah, burst fire. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What was that? It was like, fix the situation. I fixed instances where some shots may not have registered when burst firing at close range. It's like, oh, okay. So then the so, seven people that use burst fire on the vector. Well, no, I don't wait. I don't. 
Who knows? I, well, wait a minute. I didn't take that as burst fire, like burst fire, like burst fire mode. I took that as like, uh, I mean, a burst who, of fire. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm just thinking about all the clips that I've shown eight million times. Where, yeah, you know, I'm like close quarters, and all of my bullets are just going around their head, and there's aim punch and blur, and it's like, oh, you mean to say that some of my bullets might have actually hit, but they just weren't <laughs> registering. So it's like even worse. Um, <coughs> yeah, I didn't even take it as burst fire. Yeah, I have no idea. Who knows? Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, hey, we got something. We got a patch. Oh, we'll see. I'm not a freaking network expert, so we'll just, just, I'm just along for the ride. It's good to see that they're tweeting things and putting out patches and we'll see. The other thing was that while we were at TwitchCon, they did some more streets teases. They dropped four more screenshots, which at this point are, don't even give me emotion anymore. They're just buildings. Like, yeah, it's, but I guess it was good to just like, at this point I can picture every, I can picture my local mall rendered in tarkov and it like doesn't get me excited like i i'll yeah. play it let me i want to it's it. funny because like nice guy basically already has the map mapped out from the, all the pictures like we've gotten so many pictures <clears throat> and so many trailers he's like put the map together and been like this building is here you can see it in this corner like this is how it goes so i mean obviously they're cool and i'm and i'm very excited to like fight in completely different environments than what we have normally in Tarkov. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, but, but at the end of the day, it doesn't give me the rush. It used to give when he would show new pictures of streets, you know what I mean? Because it's been literally four years of pictures, basically 18 months now of like a, a, a two or three minute trailer dropping every, you know, six months or so. So it's like, I guess that was just the like, hey, we're out here still doing our thing, working on it, which I guess is appreciated too. But that is really all I took it as. I was like, okay. Yeah, Skilla just said urban warfare is going to be interesting. And all I was thinking of is that like, we basically already have urban warfare in a lot of different places. Um, except, well, it's a little complicated here. What am I, yeah. what am I trying to say? Like, all I'm thinking is, is inside of the buildings yeah um is going to be complete cancer just because of how awkward gun handling and weapon handling is with like indoors yeah like every time i every time i try to involve like a doorway or a hallway the fights unless i just jump in the middle of the hallway prone and hold the angle everything else is awkward right like See, I get so many clips where it's like I know somebody's <laughs> out there and I go to lean and then like gun is like on the corner of the wall because you kind of lack the depth perception yeah. of like where your muscle's gonna be. So you can't even scope in and then now you can't blind fire and move, which you used to be able to like yeah. set it up and move. So like the weapon handling is just gonna be awkward as hell. So it it's gonna feel like interchange fighting much of the time. Yeah. It's gonna feel like a combination of interchange customs and then like the worst cqb fights now i'm on the copium train of like good if you're bringing a gun that's three yards long into a restaurant you know an hk you know a 22 inch barreled hk suppressed you shouldn't be able to maneuver that thing 
I'm bringing my MP7 and I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, I, once again, that's kind of copium because I, I definitely agree that some of the mechanics are frustrating or some of the mechanics could be cool, but are set up in a way that aren't as intuitive as the long like. DMR with the LPVO holding the angle for you to peek through and awkwardly aim. You just lose to the plop every single time. Right? Yeah, like, we'll see, dude. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, you know what I mean? Because if I can throw a flashbang or something down the hall and now you've got to reset the thing. Because that's the thing. It's just like we've got so, so we just have so many long angles, even in buildings, even in custom doors and stuff like that. It's always like all the way down the hall. So it'll just be now, interesting to see what the maneuverability is. The, the, the closest thing we would have to something like urban warfare or something like that is interchange. And my some of my most favorite fights I've ever had in my entire life happen on interchange. It's just that 90% of the time the map is cancer because of the lighting. But the well, maneuverability in the map is unprecedented. It's so good. Well, because it's mostly wide open. Yeah. It's mostly wide open. Like, literally, it's giant open hallways with, like, a planter and, like, a trash can and, like, a shelf. It's not, like... Uh, like, nobody ever gets in fights. You know, like, Lighthouse on the upstairs of, like, one of those buildings where there's, like, the safe, there's yeah. bedrooms and stuff. Have you ever... I've never been in a fight with people oh, in there. Oh, no, yeah, once, maybe. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about, how awkward it's going to be <laughs> when, you know, like, if you're going to want to have a DMR... Because there might be building to building window shots, or you might be up in a window looking at somebody sure. in the distance. Walk, but then it's like, you know, half the time if people are coming up on you and you want to get surprised while you're like hiding in the fucking pigeon's nest, waiting for uh, you yeah. know for somebody to walk by so you can get shooter board in heaven, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have I mean, to we'll see. see. Like uh, you, you talk about flashbangs and stuff, and again, all I can think about is. Think about how awkward it is if you're in factory office and there's somebody at the end of the hallway. Like you can chuck a how awkward it is to chuck a, a flash, but you just you throw yeah. it off the wall and hope it bounces yeah. in the right angle to where right? Because you can't you can't open up the thing and go down the hallway. Yeah. You know, like you I... think a game a game that lets you blind fire, you'd think that they'd let you just throw a fucking grenade Dude, remember when they sideways. used to you used to be able to blind fire throw nades i'm so sad they took that away i'm so Again, sad they took that away you'd be able to throw it above your I'm head and mm. out the side it was so sick <laughs> but the thing is is that like what's the meta in factory is what i'm saying is like what oh no i'm about to run out of hard drive space hold on i moved a file earlier um what's the meta in factory in that hallway nowadays it's to use all three levels and maneuver your way. You can jump down. Like the amount of times I've like jumped, uh, I've been on the second floor in the locker room in the bathroom when, when you go down when you're the outside hole of the room, but not in. when you're in the office. Not when you're in the office, no. But that's what I'm saying is that like that's what I'm like, I guess, interested in and wondering is like these restaurants, these buildings, you know what I mean? It's not just gonna be one hallway, is that it, I hopefully it's gonna you be You know like, all the quests are gonna be go to this one room that is one way in, one way out, and do a bunch of annoying shit, like put your gun away and plant something for forty five seconds yeah. while everybody else is running to the building and you're stuck on the inside and and they just yeah. have nades and you have no way of like counteracting it and listen. Uh, you can't I'm way I'm way too high on the copium. I'm I'm in the mile high club, dude. It's gonna be dope. We're never gonna get it. You know, I've I've I'm grown cynical as to when it's happening but when it happens it's gonna be incredible you just can't can't convince me otherwise and then i'll and then we'll, we'll be see. and then we'll be on the podcast 30 episodes from now and i'll be like dude street sucks and i'm super sad and you're gonna be like yeah i told you <laughs> no and i'm probably gonna be like oh no dude i don't know it's fine yeah it's, it's like fine. i think it's pretty good
Um, <laughs> the higher you are, the higher, harder you fall, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I don't know. It was cool seeing some new pictures. I just, we, we, until, until we get it, I'm just disregarding everything. Now, speaking of pictures that we got, dude, somebody, somebody messaged me the other day, those interchange pictures. Somebody was like, yo, I was poking around the wiki because I was just like looking at Tarkov stuff. And I found on interchange, I found the pictures that they posted just like those on streets, just like those, like they post all these cool renders of streets and they did of lighthouse the renders of, Oh yeah. And then skillet just posted the clip in the chat, posted the renders of what interchange two shots of interchange in, um, in idea. And I didn't send you the reference picture, but I took a reference picture of where I spawned. That was an online raid. It was broad daylight, no clouds, no shade, sun beaming down. And I recreated those pictures, dude. And it just made me so sad because they were so... Because the pictures are what I expected, but the renders were so good. It was like so, it was such natural light and it was so much brighter and there wasn't so much fog. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's obviously, uh, brutal, dude. Yeah, there's something about when you look at the normal the like current version versus the the teasers that we got where it's like there is more atmosphere but it's like do you want do you want twice the atmosphere and but you only get 10% of like the realism and playability well like no i'll i'll take yeah. like di- <sighs> dial it back to half and i'll take you know a little bit less playability and a little bit less, you know, um, that's the thing. It's almost like, it's like not even double the atmosphere. It's like 10 X the atmosphere. It's like, you can freaking taste the atmosphere. Like the first, like the first picture that I sent you, the top one with the one that's looking down the cash registers like that to me looks like that to me looks like a mall with all the lights turned off, but big skylights in the middle of the day. Like it's dark in there. But you can see it's illuminated enough. The the recreated picture is just like it's just pitch it's black. Dark, it's, it's dark for no reason. It's just pitch black dark four inches from complete and utter illumination. And that yeah. like, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, obviously, I want it to be darker when the power's off and the lights are off than when they're on. Duh. But it's like. Look, yeah, go, go anywhere in interchange and look up and you're looking at a a skylight as big as my home as big as my house like you know what i mean it would on a a sunny day you know like it's looking the the lights are on it's binary light yeah if you if you look at that well no if you look at the darker picture and then look over where like the little jungle gym is when you're looking at the registers you can see those lights are on whereas in the original the lights aren't even on and it's still and it's still brighter and it's like not even it doesn't even look like a brighter day that's what I'm saying. And like in that little Q&A that we pulled some information from, the one he did, the, the the Russian that was translated, they talked about, somebody asked about the lighting and he was talking about how like they want to do a whole lighting rework because 
the reflections aren't great. Nikita was like, I don't like how reflections work. It doesn't illuminate the scene properly. And I'm like, okay, I get that. If you want, if you want better lighting across globally across Tarkov, I get that. But I'm like, that's worse than anywhere else. And maybe it's because, maybe it's because every other building in Tarkov is just an inside building and they can just like completely change. This is inside light and this is outside light. And maybe that's why interchange is so bad is because because of all those big skylights, they're blending the two and they blend them with hard walls. Those skylights, it's just like, if you're under the skylight, you are reflect, you are a lighthouse. Your ULAC is reflecting light for miles to see. If you're 18 inches to the left, you are consumed by darkness and maybe it's just because they're trying to overlap those two things that that's the thing but like yes the lighting in tarkov isn't great but the lighting on interchange is different than not great it's 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 bad it's broke something is wrong yeah but see and it makes me sad because it would be the best map ever in those examples though you're not even showing like long distance no Um, but like imagine looking from like Kiba all the way down to the opposite uh-huh. side, um, you know, over by like Emercom. Yeah. Where now it would be that dark, but it, it, then it's also then foggy. Yeah. So it's like you can't even, there's no contrast. Yeah. It's just fog. And then, you know, the question there is like, is the fog there because it helps performance because they like, you 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 could maybe argue that like all oh, the fog <laughs> covers the stuff up, but but they're probably just still rendering all of the like we already know yeah. they render everything through nineteen layers of walls and concrete. If you go underground, if you go fucking underground in uh, on customs uh, underneath the old old gas, you know how there's like that underground exfil. Yeah, if you go there and look towards fortress, you'll get twice the frames as if you look towards the edge of the map. Like. And you're like underground and there's like 10 feet of fucking ground and it's still rendering all the things. Yeah. So it's like you can't you can't even make the argument that like, oh, they're just, uh, you know, covering up the calling with the fog. It's like, no, they're not even calling. They no. just added fog, which probably actually makes it even perform worse. Yeah. And it's and it's it's just gross. The fog is unbelievable. The fog is unbelievable. It's so thick. It's so terrible. I, I have a clip. I, I need to send I send you the clip, the file. But like. I was on the second floor at the like main window, you know, that like looks outside, but I was looking down towards like Goshen. So I was looking down the escalator and uh, that whole row where like the middle of the mall in between those stores, there's like three sets of escalators, like right in the middle that mm-hmm. get you. It's like a 78 foot skylight. It's just a skylight on the whole thing. And I was up top and down on the floor on the first floor but like just up at the next escalator so probably 30 or 40 feet in front of me but down that level sheaf i was playing with sheaf and like i was zoomed in on him with an lpvo in a broad daylight raid and you can just make out his silhouette barely and you've probably got your contrast turned up and your post and i was like and your monitor tell me go into a mall and look over the balcony and tell me what world situation would have to happen for you to, with a 6X scope, barely be able to make out the silhouette of a human being. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no thunderstorm, no lighting. You know what I mean? We could have a fire burning in the mall and it wouldn't pr- pr- produce that much smoke. You know what I mean? It was just like it, it, standing under a 70-foot skylight. I'm like, I just... It would interchange would chill. 
<laughs> it would be such a good map, dude. It would be such yeah. a good map. And without the fog, flashlights might actually be not make it worse like for you. Yeah, because yeah, right now when you turn it on, it just makes it full white. You you don't you don't see anything. Yeah. And they recently made some changes to flashlights and stuff that like, or I don't yeah. know recently, but but like sometimes when I look at the flashlights, I'm like, yo, this looks great. And then other times it's just like, oh, you turn on the flashlight and it's complete and utter. Yeah, most of the shit. ones, most of the ones that aren't the super bright ones, look so good. It, it was yeah, it came same with the NVG and the IR flashlight rework. I still haven't tested that. I still haven't seen what that looks like. Oh, it's so good, dude. I keep forgetting. But you can't go to interchange. If like if you put on yeah. quad tods and went to interchange, you'd be like, oh, they didn't do anything to NVGs. Like it's just completely it's too, as bad. It's too, it's too bright and it, during well, the day, and it's too no, dark. Go out. What I'm saying is like you could run out to the edge of interchange in a bush, turn on quad nods, and you'd be like, this looks objectively 10 times worse than any other map. Like it's crazy. It's it's like I'm telling you, like the lighting is broken. Like something in this skybox is like actually broken. Because you could you could be in woods, you can be on customs, and you could be just like in the trees in the forest and apart. And you're like, wow, this looks really good. There's not a lot of moonlight. You know, the IR lasers look great. You go outside of the mall on interchange and you flip the quad nods on, and it's just noise, just like yeah. it used to be noise, so noisy. And you're like, why? Like I don't get it. All the other maps, lighthouse, factory. Uh, customs, shoreline, the MVGs look great. Interchange, they look like terrible. And then when you go in the mall, because when you're inside the mall, it's actually hard to tell if it's day or night outside. Like, um, the the nods are just like worthless. I feel like the mall looks the same. Yeah. At night or during the day, like there's. That's there's how no I did most difference. of Insomnia. You just run night interchange, and once you get in the mall, you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. It's crazy. It's freaking crazy. Um, but uh, I think the only other like Tarkov-related news is like I don't. I, did we ever figure out like they tweeted a bunch of like stuff about skier today? Did you see any of that? No, no. I don't know if it's a part of like their um cosplay competition. I don't even know if they're doing a cosplay competition, but somebody said that. But they posted like five or six IRL pictures of a dude dressed up as skier and like two dudes in the back, like loading a truck, like propane tanks and other stuff in the game. And then like that was spread across three different posts. And it was a bunch of like lore about Peacekeeper. Like he had connections with the custom service. Even before the conflict started, he was a smuggler trading in seized cargo. And it was just like, it like had no context. And I was like, it was like, is this just like, lore thursdays for skier or is this like does this mean something <laughs> it's kind of cool though i mean i don't dude i don't know i'm sure nice guy has some like uh the encrypted morse code <laughs> signal imagine they put um imagine they put Skier has the first in raid trader. Skier makes it to the game before Lightkeeper. <laughs> like he's like on oh streets. Lightkeeper just never freaking comes. Can you fucking imagine, dude? <laughs> it would be bad. It'd be bad. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just found that found that interesting. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of it from the Tarky perspective of things. 
Yeah, I've got nothing. I've got nothing else really, other than I had a few other fun tests for some. I tested whether or not you can shoot grenades either like on the ground or out of the sky, whether or not you can shoot through the killer mask slit, which is something that oh both of both, of, both things I thought I knew. And I guess you'll just have to wait till the science and sus video to know the answers. I'm interested. Um, <coughs> oh, one other yeah. thing we can talk about super briefly is um, Call of Duty announced that, or Activision announced that for Warzone and maybe the multiplayer, you're going to have to register a phone number and not a VoIP phone number, like like Google phone number, but like a phone number that's registered with a major carrier in order to play as an anti-cheat measure. I wonder if, if however you can sign up for, um, like, uh, CSGO fucking prime matchmaking. Yeah. If 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 it's the same criteria, then it won't do anything. Exactly, and that's the all. thing is that like I don't know if it's like I feel like it's. I feel like the largest percent chance of what's going to happen is that in 48 hours, there'll be a $3 spoof. You know what I mean? And and, and it will do nothing. Or yeah. if they do it, it like, because that's what I thought. I was like, I, was, I said, that. I was like, can't you like, can't you create a new Google voice phone number in like 16 seconds? And they're like, a, and somebody was like, well, it has to be registered with like a major carrier. Um, I found that to be interesting I'm not obviously putting my seal of approval on it's great or not, but I found it to be interesting because like <laughs> that's something that like just about everybody would have access to. Like these days, you know what I mean? Like 10 and 11 year olds have cell phones or their parents do. You know what I mean? It's like, it's uh, of course, any information you're going to have people who like, well, what if I don't have that, which I get, but it's like on the scale of like, we go to South Korea and it's your social security number to what we have now, which is like nothing it feels like a decent, like, it's not Tarkov, which is good. So I'm, like, interested to see. Oh, yeah, and apparently Overwatch 2 did it, too. I'll be interested to see, especially because we're going to have a pretty decent measuring stick. Because, like, Warzone was really bad for cheaters. Especially in, like, the ranked lobbies and stuff like that. So Warzone 2, if you need a cell phone, it'll be interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean... Obviously, in concept, it makes a lot of sense, but just what what is the reality of the situation? How spoofable is it? You know what I mean? Is there a confirmation so people can't just, like, if I have no. your cell phone number, can I create an account under your number, or is there, like... No, a, I'm sure it's, like, just two-factor yeah, authentication where yeah. they send you a message and you have to confirm. So that um, would prevent if someone stole your number or something like that? Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day... Well, there's two bits of it. One is I'm sure that they're going to have like a leak. And, uh, you know, now it's not just my fucking username and yeah. area code. Now <laughs> hackers are going to get my fucking phone number. So yeah. all, all the streamers that get doxxed. Um, yeah. But, uh, dude, I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to like cheating in video games, I'm I think I'm far more. Uh, far more willing to, you know, quote unquote, give up quote-unquote privacy i i still think it's a billion dollar idea and someone's going to end up doing this at some point um the whole the whole concept of i wish i could go to a company and let's just assume in this fake world that i'm making up that like the company has all of their security ducks in a row 
yeah. and that they can keep this information secure, I will gladly get on fucking face cam and sh- give them my driver's license um, yeah. to be able to make an account <coughs> uh yeah like i would i would totally because what that does is it gets it gets past the issue of if you can just make a million accounts yeah then there's no cost cheating if you can just create a new email or a new phone number yeah and just make accounts all day long yeah. then there's no downside to cheating right but if you're limited and that you need to prove you're an individual somehow yeah um then i mean that gets you know goes a long way towards um addressing at least some of the issues or, yeah. or concerns um What was I going to say? But. Damn. Oh, uh, I, I just recently uh, was handling a bunch of tax stuff. And uh, when you go to the IRS website, if you want to make, because I make estimated payments for my taxes ahead of time. Yeah. Um, There was a service there that basically you got on webcam you you took a picture of your license but then you get on webcam and it uses a live view of your face to then say you are sitting in front of your computer you're the person who was on this license yeah to then match the two up like that's something that i would i'd be perfectly fine do i mean same. doing that um same i know a lot of people wouldn't a lot of people don't want to give their information blah 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 whatever like whatever i guess but that's kind of why i see once again like i don't know how the phone number thing is going to go because obviously we don't know like how easy it's going to be to spoof and stuff like that but the thing is is that like it's the it's the natural first step if anybody was like give us your driver's license a a lot of people that play video games don't have a driver's license because they're young and b like a lot of people wouldn't be comfortable with that so like i know it's getting a lot of backlash but like i don't know i'm just interested because like it has to, we have to do something, right? Like every, w- w- the thing is, is everybody just wants to point in and be like, just fix it. And like, there's just a, such a tremendous amount of incentive to continue to work on it and break it because it's a repeatable offense. You know what I mean? Because it's an infinitely repeatable offense. So yeah, it just feels like it's, once again, if somebody in the industry if an anti-cheat in the industry was like flawless and like team freaking fortress two never had hackers, even with a hundred thousand concurrent players, then I feel like we could look and we could be like, wow, you guys are really dropping the ball. Somebody's figured it out and you guys can't. But the fact that every anti-cheat ever <laughs> is like, you know what I mean? Like people cheat people's I've seen people cheat in Valorant. I've seen people cheat in Tarkov. I've seen people cheat in, well, it's just like, Every single one, I feel like this isn't that out of control of a step to take in the direction of at least attempting to limit the reusability of the account. You know what I mean? Or or the like yeah. being able to just like regenerate an infinite number of accounts. I don't know if it's going to work. Obviously, thank God that they're not doing it in Tarkov. Like if they were doing it, because then we, I was just, it would all we would hear about. You know what I mean? So like, it'll just be interesting to see how it works in COD. 
if it helps. There's a lot of Warzone yeah. players that have a lot of experience with the cheaters over there. So we'll one freaking other, see. One other point that I wanted to make real quick on that whole thing um, was that... How do I, how do I say this? So a lot of times people say i really wish there was like legal ramifications to cheating right yeah well here's the thing the idea that i have it kind of actually sort of kind of addresses that because if you like to to do to get around what i'm talking about essentially requires um identity theft yeah like basically, if you want to cheat, you're also going to be committing a felony, and basically everywhere that you are. Yeah. So it's not that cheating would land you in jail. It's that in order to bypass the cheating software, you have to commit a felony. Yeah. <laughs> Which means you're much more likely to go to jail if you get caught. Yeah. So like the twelve year old who just who just wants to cheat, right? Like you know who who their only repercussion might be they lose their thirty dollar standard account or whatever. Yeah. Um. You know, versus the person who. It do, does RMT and they buy an account for $15, but they make $50 in RMT so they can just keep buying an account and keep paying for the hardware spoofers and keep paying $100 a month. Um, that becomes a different, it becomes a different calculus um, when you have to consider that what you're doing is breaking laws, right? Yeah. Like now it's a different conversation. Um, yeah, true. Somebody made a really good point in chat. People would be like, hell no, I'm not giving my information to BSG and then go on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Know? With where they have their phone number so it can help all their contacts and they have all their like. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Chinese government. Not my personal is... information, not my cell phone. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And then and it's the, like and the... the algorithm watches you for 6,000 hours and literally knows you better than you know yourself. But God forbid yeah. your, your, your cell phone number. Yeah, no. Uh, and, and, you know, the Chinese government basically has, has said to to any companies operating there that, like, feel free to take any of the shit you want. Yeah. All the data, like, it's, yeah. it's free it's fucking just, rain. It's a funny point because, like, literally, like, if you Google, like, his TikTok stealing my data, like, every respected person in the industry is like, delete that app from your phone. It's terrible. They're taking everything. And we're like, eh, you know, 1.5 billion downloads of the app. And then, you know what I mean? Activision's like, you got to register with your phone number. And they're like, my information? I don't trust you with that. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you think like, uh, you know, someone was saying, but you need a trusted company in the middle. And who is this? Valve? Well, no. Valve is not the middleman. Yeah. Um, Valve is literally like, <laughs> They're the ones who you're who are like running the servers and you're like they are the the client yeah what i would want is someone whose literal like whose literal job it is like if you think about stripe yeah the company stripe yes they are the ones that do like payment solutions right for um for all kinds of different uh just anything any systems right like apps websites basically they've made it their service their value is um it comes from the fact that they take the risk from the companies yeah i want to be able to like i want to be able to buy and sell things 
or, or be able to sell services or, or uh, you know, uh, products to people over the internet. But I don't want to have to deal with the compliance and legal issues of storing credit card information, exactly. of encrypting and transferring that data. Like, no thanks. Um, so Stripe does that, and you pay Stripe. So Stripe does that, and, and what the, the value that Stripe has is Stripe does all that. They handle everything for you, and then all you get is a token. And that token is essentially a receipt for a transaction. Yeah. And they'll handle the money going back and forth and any of that data, it's all on Stripe. Stripe handles all of the CCI compliance or whatever the fuck it is. And you don't have to handle storing that on your servers. Yeah. So I want a company that specializes in, we are going to be the ones where our focus is collecting this information, is storing it safely, is encrypting it, is doing whatever. Um, that's that's what we need yeah someone's you know it's probably going to be a company like in the crypto space or something like that that then ends up being like all right let's pivot and let's make something uh you know that like works for gamers or an anti-cheat or or whatever but ultimately i think this is like the future um yeah it's shit like this i mean it literally was the future for credit card and payment processing as the age of the internet happened like you know what i mean like at this point stripe probably you know, other than like Amazon, Stripe represents an insane amount of representation across online stores and stuff like that. And because the nature of their business, because their business is securely handling that data, all the money they make and the overhead is making sure it's secure. It's not getting more sales or whatever. I mean, obviously, they're trying to sell their service, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I don't know. I just, yeah, I I agree. I'm not saying the world is a perfect place and nothing would ever happen. I'm just saying if you're the, if you're the, but my information or, but who's the middleman guy, you kind of have to be that everywhere, right? Like if you're worried about who the middleman is between Activision and you with your cell phone number, you know, have you ever asked who the middleman was with your credit card number or with your social security number when you put that in to get a plane ticket or like, you know, like, like, have you, you ever you, asked you already, who the middleman is? And if not, cool. Yeah, you already, you already like anytime you've ever bought anything online, you've trusted some company with your credit card information. Yeah, you got you Apple Pay or, or yeah, you gave so, them your credit card information. Like, yeah, it's just. So uh, once I mean, again, I'm not. Yeah. That's not saying we should ignore it and look the other way completely. I acknowledge the world is a mess up place, and I acknowledge that companies that are literally built on security have gotten hacked, and that. Your information is your information. I'm just saying that like conveniently picking and choosing when it's a problem and then with the other hand complaining that, you know, the anti-cheat doesn't work or something like that. It's just like, I'm not saying that this is going to be a good move for Activision. I'm saying it was like the most unique move I'd seen in a really long time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, but anyways, that's about it. That's all the the stuff going on in the in the world. I'm still exhausted, catching up from TwitchCon stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, I mean, we'll see how things go over the next few. I'd be interested to see if you do any testing. Maybe like try and grab some some homies, like some of the the mod peoples or some homies, and try and do some testings on like the see if you can get the rubber banding. I did once again mostly duo, so maybe you weren't experiencing it because you were solo or something like that, but. Well, all day today I spent in offline, well, oh, online, yeah. co-ed, you know, so presumably, and actually did the whole side 
stepping test to see the smoothness, and I didn't see any of the same. There was a couple of weird things, yeah. but yeah, I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. So, so we'll see how that <laughs> we'll see how that plays out, and we'll just see what happens over the next few weeks of Tarkov. We're getting close to Halloween, so I'm praying for a Halloween event. Man, give me the cultists on nighttime factory again. Please, Nikita. That was so much fun. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. But uh, but yeah, that's about it. Thank you guys for hanging. This will be live on all of the... Now that we're back to normal, this will be live on all the podcast platforms on Monday. Thank you so much for hanging. And we will definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.